The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. Richard and Julie with you and the Education Minister, Calvin Gertson, joins us now on 680 CJOB. Minister, good afternoon and thank you for joining us. Richard, Julie, it's my pleasure. Masks for those children from grade 5 and up who ride the bus suggested in our schools. Take us through the decision-making on this. So the decision-making is really led uh, by public health. So they, of course, are looking at all the evidence as we learn about the virus and, and how to minimize transmission, particularly in a school setting. So they looked at the school buses and they said, okay, we're going to have uh, children from different groups that aren't necessarily together in the school setting. They're going to be on a bus for most cases more than 15 minutes. So they're indoors, small space, 15 minutes. The evidence is that it should sort of be 10 years old, so grade five uh, and up. And that's why the recommendation on mass on school buses, but not mandatory, but highly recommended in schools. Why not say, you know, to parents, listen, we're going to put this in the hands of divisions. Could an individual division decide to say we are making masks mandatory? So that is not um, uh, how this would proceed. So the individual divisions, and we've been working very closely with the divisions. They've been at the table through the Manitoba Association of School Boards. Uh, Every day they've been meeting and working through uh, this uh, recommendation, so it wouldn't have been a surprise to them. But we need to ensure that there's consistency when it comes to public health advice. So we listen to the public health officials who not only have the health expertise, but then the Manitoba context. How does that apply in Manitoba? But they want that to be then consistent uh, as much as possible across the province. And so uh, we are striving for consistency. So divisions uh, would be asked to follow the public health advice as described. You may have heard in my four o'clock news that Ontario's Premier Doug Ford is looking at the possibility of face shields for those under 10. Masks are mandatory for Ontario kids 10 and over. Face shields been given any consideration? Not in the Manitoba school context. Obviously, we had lots of discussions with public health around the issue of um, masks. And that was uh, this is where we landed on this particular decision, but not not face shields at this point. Uh, I mean, all the evidence uh, that we have is that there is a higher uh, risk for transmission in those higher grades. Uh, And so where physical distancing can't be obtained, then the masks add uh, another layer of protection. So that's why they are highly recommended. Uh, The risk of transmission in those lower grades uh, at this point, according to public health, is less. With Education Minister Calvin Gertz and Richard and Julie with you on 680 CJOB, we'll get to some of your questions that you've been texting us at 204-780-6868. Mr. Minister, I'm wondering what the signal is to all those teachers who are nervously looking at their classrooms. Yes, they'll get guidance from their principals and their superintendents, depending on the division and the structure of their school. But what's your overarching message to those parents and specifically those teachers who are nervous about a classroom configuration that they wonder, masks, I'm not sure, social distancing, it's going to be difficult. This is very, very different and they're nervous. It, it is different. And remember, I'm a parent too. And so I'm sending my uh, son to high school. He's just beginning high school. And so I have 
some of those uh, reservations as well. And it causes me not just as the Minister of Education, but as a parent to ask those questions of public health too. And my comfort comes from looking at the experience of working with public health. There's been many different times along this journey, and uh, it's only been a few months, but it feels longer than that, where there have been questions that have come up. So when the schools initially were closed down, there was that one week period where uh, the schools were still open, but there was an indication that they would be suspended. And there's lots of nervous nervousness at that time from teachers and from parents and from students as well. When we had the partial reopening in June, those sort of anxieties came forward again from uh, from those individuals, which is, of course, uh, entirely appropriate. And I asked those questions, too, as a parent and the education minister. But the advice of public health has been good and it's been proven to be good. Uh, so we continue to rely on their advice because they're the ones who are the experts in the health side of it. And then we apply it into the education reality. I, I would say, Mr. Minister, that overarchingly, the, the biggest concern we're seeing from parents is surrounding masks and and them not being um, mandatory and the concern over bullying and the concern that the Dr. Rusin can say we need to be kind to one another, but we all know that kids will use any sort of difference to pick on other kids. And then teachers become the mask police. You know, oh, little Johnny's supposed to be wearing one and little Sally, well, her parents didn't say. And it's much easier for teachers just to say, keep your mask on to everybody as opposed to trying to figure out who's supposed to be wearing or who isn't and worrying about the bullying issues that inevitably will come. Yeah, and so I, I know that that question, you know, was asked of Dr. Rusin uh, this afternoon and myself as well at the at the press conference. And all along through this pandemic, the approach to uh, this from public health has been about how do we give the best advice, uh, educate Manitobans and bring them along with us. And the mandating and the directives uh, aren't always the best way to do that. It is often about here's our best recommendations. This is what we believe should be done. Let us provide the education in terms of why we think that that should happen and get that buy-in. That has proven to be successful in Manitoba. Now recognize the school environment is going to be different and there are going to have to be those clear conversations with students. And I'm going to do my best as Minister of Education started that today to get that message out too. There are going to be some people who are not going to be wearing masks because it's not mandatory. We don't always know the reason why an individual might not be wearing a mask. And that person shouldn't necessarily be stigmatized in the same way when individuals are wearing masks. It doesn't matter if it's in the school or in the community. Uh, This is something that they have decided to do for their individual protection. And we should not be be commenting uh, in any kind of a derogatory way on that too. So absolutely that this is going to be a bit of a challenge, but that's not a challenge that's exclusive to the education system. That really is something that we're going through in many different parts of society. We have to have uh, some understanding that we don't know what everybody else's situation is in, and we have to be respectful of that. The opposition leader of the NDP, Wab Canoe, wants smaller class sizes. What are you going to do to address that, and how much is this going to cost? Well, probably on the issue of smaller class sizes, it might be the most important in those higher uh, grades in the high school grades where there is evidence that, that the transmission uh, risk is higher. And we've seen that in other countries with, that have already had classes back for several months or 
uh, in other uh, other experiences. And so uh, when you see the division plans come out uh, next month, I think you're going to find, or sorry, next week, you think you're going to find that there are many high schools, um, probably the majority, who aren't going to be able to get uh, students into a cohort because there's too many electives are moving around too much within those different electives. So they are going to be doing the two meter distancing and many, many of those experience in those environments, uh, which is going to limit class sizes. Now, that also means that in the high school experience, there are going to be many high school students who, while they'll be in full time learning, it won't always be at school. Uh, and so you are going to see lower class sizes as a result of that. Do we know what kind of savings, if there were any, that divisions realized as a result of having uh, that compressed or change in the middle of the school year? And will that money then be eaten up by PPE, by cleaning, by providing students with hardware and Internet if, if they don't have that readily available? So when the uh, school in-class learning was suspended in the spring, we did ask school divisions to um, you know, gather those savings, to be mindful of the dollars that they were spending, knowing that there would be additional costs likely in the fall. Now, nobody in the spring knew exactly what environment we'd be in the fall. I think probably we're in a better environment than many might have predicted, but nobody knew. So we asked them to maintain those savings. Collectively, as a system, it was about $42 million dollars that uh, they were able to uh, to maintain the savings. They continue to have those. They'll now be expending that on the additional cost of reopening uh, in the fall. But there are things like the mass, which will be provided to the school divisions that the province will be paying for. So that'll be in the millions of dollars. Uh, and there'll probably be other things that are going to come up from school divisions where they're going to go, okay, this is an additional cost that we couldn't have foreseen. How can the province assist on that? Minister, we'll speak again. Thank you so very much for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, thank you both for the opportunity. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.